We have a third Hi. guest today. Yes, we have a needy puppy. <laughs> she's needs so extra needy. She's really a little clingy today. Well, she's always about. clingy. So yes. today she's, she's especially actually clingy. especially clingy today. Aww. You know, I don't know, maybe the weather, but she's like trembling. Like she's know. needing some extra love. And you know what? Me too, sugar pie. So you <laughs> sit right there. We're good. So Shannon had to bury her father yesterday. Mm. Um, so we just wanted to start. Yes. <laughs> okay, this well, is going to be a little emotional in the beginning. Yes, but we'll, we'll clean it We're up gonna in the end. We're going to pull it together for the end. <laughs> but I have to first say, because I have a lot of wonderful people in my life. So I always have to clarify my joke with all my friends. When I say my dad, all my friends go, which one? Right. So I have a birth father who, thank you, gave me my genetics and mm -hmm. I did not meet him until I was like 26. Mm -hmm. um, I have an adopted father who met me at two and said, I love this little creature so much that I want her to be mine. Yeah. And that's who I buried yesterday. Mm -hmm. He raised me when I was a kid. And then I have my mom's husband who has been with us 20 plus years and is like the most amazing person and greatest granddad ever. And so oftentimes I'll of call him dad. Yeah. 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 yeah, so I'm very blessed. <laughs> right. But um, so what I just wanted to shout out, it's Memorial Day weekend. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that for years, Memorial Day weekend has meant to me, you know, a beach day. Barbecues. Yeah, yeah. Who's getting Drinking together? beer. Yeah. I've got yeah. a couple besties whose birthdays fall on that weekend. Right. My son usually falls on Memorial Day weekend. He right. was Thursday, his birthday. My grandmother was Memorial Day weekend. So Memorial Day weekend always meant to me party fun. Right. And I, I, I have to be really honest and humble. I just didn't get it. Get it. I didn't get what people do for this country, mm. what the military, um, what my dad did for this country. So my dad passed away on Mother's Day. We laid him to rest for the military funeral yesterday. He is an Agent Orange. Survivor, well, survivor. He's an Agent Orange death now. Yeah. Um, yeah. What that means, because I didn't know, so I'm not gonna assume that everybody knows, but basically he was in Vietnam and they used Agent Orange to get rid of the shrubbery and the trees so that they could see and they could clear huge places so that they wouldn't be, there wouldn't be so many hiding spots. So they wouldn't be sitting ducks. Sitting ducks. Yeah. And so when they put the Agent Orange powder or whatever they poured it out of the planes, mm -hmm. if it got on some of these Vietnam soldiers, soldiers yeah. then you know it is what it is and they didn't really realize but today, those men, 30 years later, are now having uh, prostate cancer that goes directly into bone cancer, mm -hmm. and bone cancer is not nice. Yeah. So my 71-year-old dad, who was such a force to be reckoned with, like mm -hmm. the guy was, a, we called him bull in China shop, mm -hmm. you know? He was at hospice for one week shy of six months, and he was just fearless and just, I mean, he would be dizzy and do a spin over the bed. Like, I'm like... <laughs> Didn't you say on? you were dizzy? Like, <laughs> right. don't do that. Right. But he just was like, he was not afraid of anything. He was very healthy mm -hmm. other than bone cancer. Mm -hmm. And so I just, you know, when we did the final walk, which was the most beautiful thing I've ever been a part of. So my dad died on Mother's Day. It was him and I. It was a beautiful process um, crossing him to the other side. And um, after he passed, they put a they put um, a, an American flag over him. Mm -hmm. And we walked him through the VA to the morgue and it was about a 10 to 15 minute walk. That place is huge. Wow. And, or it felt that long. Yeah. Um, and every person we passed stopped and saluted, saluted. him as they played this <gasps> bell. It was oh, the most powerful thing I've ever done. Chills. It was so beautiful, but the respect yeah. 
And I felt so proud yeah. of what my dad did for our country and him fighting for us. So I just want to take a moment to honor every veteran, mm -hmm. um, everyone who has lost a family member fighting for us, everyone who will lose a family member to this Agent Orange, because I hate to say this, but people are getting diagnosed every day now mm -hmm. in that age category with prostate and then it moves right into bone and then the government goes oh that's agent orange yeah. so you know for everyone who's lost someone for all of you women that are taking care of babies and your or men taking care of babies and your spouse is over fighting mm -hmm. you know I just want to honor you I want to celebrate you I want to thank you for what you're giving up um, there's an expression all over the VA, all gave some, some gave all, mm -hmm. and my dad gave all, and many of you have family members that have given all, and I just wanna say thank you, and that I get it, yeah. and I'm grateful, and I just wanna share that. So. so it's a rough day for Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, my dad was in Vietnam as well. Um, my dad is still alive, but um, yeah, we, I don't think we really grasp what these families, what these men and women have to go through. Um, you know, I know that Vietnam changed my dad. You know, the things Very they much. see over there, the, you know, even if, you know, they do make it home, many of them are so psychologically traumatized yes. that, um, you know, it's very difficult. It's very difficult for them to come back into society and, and have normal relationships because of the things that they've seen and gone through. So no, I that's think the just, big part. That's, yeah. that is, my dad was definitely significantly altered and yeah. very much in PTSD for a large part of his life and yeah. definitely in the end. So thank you for highlighting that. Like yeah. even when you do come back, what you have to walk through and the PTSD is so overwhelming you know especially if you've been through a war you know I, I think there's uh Shannon you, so very Lori. sorry for your loss and thank you for showing up today Lori, oh, <laughs> you, Lori. we keep I showing know. up right? <laughs> right you too you keep showing Lori up I'll keep showing up, up. Lori's actually, um, you know, Lori had some health issues as well. I hope she doesn't mind me talking about her. She's probably like, okay, shut up. Um, but she's been, uh, Lori has been really taking control of her situation as well. She's been on this raw food diet oh, to try wow. and really figure out what's going on Wonderful. with her. And um, and she's posting pictures of this food and it looks, <laughs> it looks amazing. I'm like, I might go on a raw food diet or I'll just come over to Lori's house and she can cook for us. Yeah, please get us all on this diet but you have to prepare it for us so you figure it out and then prepare it and <laughs> right. teach us right right thank you Lori. Uh, linda says i can't get the link to work oh linda i'm sorry sorry hmm it's not playing when you're playing the live video Hopefully it'll go when yeah. we tape it and post it. You might it. need to get into a different, if maybe your Wi-Fi is not working correctly, Linda, or something. So that might be an issue about why you can't um, play it. All right, Chris, I feel your pain. My dad was World War II. Chris says, God bless your daddy. You got a lot of heart. Mm -hmm. I will never recover, but keep your chin up. Nothing else to do. Love you. Oh, thank Aww, you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, Lori says, I'm trying. Come over anytime. <laughs> Well, thank you for, you, you know, you're always here with us whenever mm -hmm. we're here. And so thank you for always showing up. And I'm so glad that you're just continuing to fight the fight. It's so hard when you're struggling yeah. and you're not well. And It's interesting I because I've been noticing, and this was the other thing we wanted to talk about today. I've been noticing um, 
there's something going on in the world right now. There's and a lot I don't know if the there's um, something in the stars or if something is, um, you know, I, I don't know. But I just feel like there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of things being taken personally right now. And I think a lot of people are, are, are hurting. Right. Um, and so I, the, I've been walking through this the past probably year about really um, working on not taking things personally. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to talk to you about this because um, there's a lot of things about that that, um, first of all, that there's, a, there's a real freedom, I think, that comes from letting things just roll off your shoulders. Right. Um, the, the problem is, <laughs> the problem is allowing that to happen because yeah, getting we, there, getting there. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of wanted to go through you with you about, um, first of all, how do you know the difference between you just being too sensitive and someone really doing something wrong that you should call them out on? Right. Okay. So one of the first things that pops in my head, and then we'll see how this kind of connects, mm -hmm. is we have a tendency, and I don't want to use any judgmental words, I'm trying to think of the proper word, but we have a tendency to judge others mm -hmm. by our thoughts and our perspectives. Yeah. So for example, my daughter and I were just going through this yesterday, so I'm mm -hmm. laughing to myself saying, <laughs> yes, the world is taking things personally. Mm -hmm. But we were going through, and I was saying to her, you know, the concept of like, Texting, perfect example. Right, like, right. Well, how hard is it is it to return a text? I mean, your phone is right there. Mm -hmm. Just send a text back. And of course, that is her perspective mm -hmm. because she's very loyal and she works hard to stay connected mm -hmm. and she really nurtures her friendships. And mm -hmm. so she, if somebody reaches out to her, she always reaches back. She responds and all that good stuff. But let's, and, and I, I was picking on you mm -hmm. behind your back. <laughs> I no, no, I was, I used Suzanne as, as an example and I, and, and it was really a compliment. I was saying, honey, one of the things Suzanne said on one of our segments is that she's really bad. Like it, sometimes you have to text her five times mm -hmm. and it'll just go into the abyss and all that. And I said, but that's not about me. Mm -hmm. And it's not that she's mad at me or she doesn't like me. That is who she is, that mm -hmm. she's distracted. She gets overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. She goes through real quick and then she goes back on TV and then right. there's 30 more texts. Right. Whatever it is, it has nothing to do with me. And yet I could judge it by my standards, which is I'm not in your situation. So, right. well, gosh, I mean, when you get out of your news, can't you just write me back? Right. And I could judge you based on how, well, I always write everybody mm -hmm. back or whatever it is. And so that's what I think the first thing we tend to do. So please stop mm -hmm. judging others by your standards, standards and say to yourself, like, I love to give my brain another option like mm -hmm. I'll get nervous about my husband right maybe he doesn't answer the phone and I'm like oh my god has he been he's in an dead. accident he's dead <laughs> right right what happened and then I go wait a minute it's possible mm -hmm. that his phone is dead it's possible that his phone is in the, his backpack mm -hmm. and he's in the front of the truck and he can't get to it mm -hmm. there's so many possibilities he could be doing a refrigerator hauling it up four flights of stairs like there's a million reasons why right mm -hmm. so try to give yourself an alternative solution that's not about you mm -hmm. is the first step your question was, well, how do you know? So that's the first thing I would do. So I send you a message. You don't answer. It's 24 hours. I'm like, oh, she's mad at me, blah, blah, blah. 
give you the benefit of the doubt, send another message. Hey there, I don't know if mine got, they got lost in the shuffle. I know right. you're swamped, sweetheart, but I just need to know if we're getting together. Could you please, please, da, da, da. I still don't hear from you. Okay, now I think you're sending me a message. Right. So now I'm going to move into that phase. Well, what do you do? Should you confront them? I don't think we should ever confront someone on something we don't know to be true. Right. But what we can do is say, hey, I just need to check out. I, last week, you didn't really respond all mm -hmm. week, and I know you had a lot going on. Is there something I've done, or am I driving you crazy with my text, or right. is this something that has to do with me, or is this just kind of your overwhelm or your busyness, or mm -hmm. you know, is there something I've done? And then you have the opportunity to right. say, well, yeah, you drive me crazy, you text right. me all the time, you know how busy I am, right. and then we have a discussion. So I, I think that the first two steps would be Think of an alternative. Maybe it has nothing to do with you. Think about the person. Mm -hmm. Like when I don't, if I don't hear from you, actually, you're really good at this with me. But if I don't hear from you, I'm like, oh, she was gonna be out of town. Oh, the kids are off. Like I will put myself in your shoes, shoes. for a minute. Yeah. Oh, she just got back from the keys. Oh, that's the worst. She's probably unpacking. She's probably trying to grocery shop. The mm -hmm. kids are driving crazy. Let me wait till tomorrow. So try to step into their shoes. Yeah. And then the third option is if you're really clear. Like sometimes people are short. Maybe you text them and they're like, K. <laughs> Love Thumbs K. up. Yeah. You do like, ha! You do like 17 pages, they write back. And you're like, what, really? Could right. you give a sentence? So sometimes you know it. When you right. feel it, that's when you go to the next stage, which is, hey, is there something I've me. done? Right. You know, and so you just take responsibility. Is there something I've done to cause you pain? No, why are you asking that? Well, you've been a little short. Mm. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm being sensitive. Try to put it on you. When you're bringing up a conversation, make it about you. You know, is there something I've done or I'm worried that I did something wrong and then give them the opportunity to step up because you want to make it safe for them. You know, um, uh, Don Miguel Ruiz, The Four Agreements. I don't want to oh, ignore. Rachel says, I have a family full of military veterans. Yeah. I understand what you're going through. I lost family while in active duty and after they come home due to mental illness. We need to put our military personnel and families in the limelight. I yes. agree, Rachel. Yes. That's what we want to be Thank doing you, this Rachel. morning. Thank you, Rachel. Oh, oops. I got rid of... Um, okay, so the four agreements. Don Miguel Ruiz. Um, I don't know if you've read this, right? Do you want me to Let's go back from there. I always think the therapist has yeah, read back. all these books. Right, right. Let's be clear. Let me be clear. I have not read a book in 18 years. Okay? I was raising oh children. Clearly she's read this. No, no. There, there's a book list that was going to be for when Hannah went to college. And I actually this year have read a couple books. Okay, yeah. But I didn't read for 18 years. So, so no, right, would okay. be there. But this is the best book. It ever. is the best book, and I can tell about, you about it, but um, I have never read it. It's about you know the, if you if you live by these four agreements, your life, life will, will be easy. easy. You'll have personal freedom, and one of those no is to not make assumptions. Yeah. And I think that's what Shannon's talking about is that we just go into the crazy talk in our head mm -hmm. and make up all these stories and we make them up and then all of a sudden they become the truth, mm -hmm. you know? And when reality, it's not the truth. Right. Um, and it talks a lot about making assumptions in relationships right. and how, um, you know, like w let's say when you get married, you have an assumption of what marriage looks like mm -hmm. and maybe your husband has an assumption that's different from what your assumption looks like. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. He so, has an you know, I think we, especially we as women, I know I do this a lot. I just assume that he's going to know, he knows how I feel. I just assume he knows that thing drives me crazy, mm -hmm. you know, but but in reality, they don't. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be, I think we have to be, this is all about communication, mm -hmm. right? I think we have to be very open, very clear. And also, 
knowing your worth. I think when you're dealing in situations like this, we, we automatically make it about us mm -hmm. and, and, and that we're a piece of crap. And that we're a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, that we're a piece of shit. And it's like right. that you know your worth and you know mm -hmm. what you're about. Mm -hmm. And so I think knowing your worth is one of the one of the tools that you can really like take a step back and say, is this really about me or is this about something else? Well, having enough worth to even say that people have the right to be where they're at and, mm -hmm. and it's not my fault. I think that shame oftentimes we assume everything's our fault and you don't like me, that's why you didn't respond to me or mm -hmm. you know something about me. So yeah, working that's a great practice for working mm -hmm. on self-esteem. Yeah. Um, but I love I love the assumption piece. I think, you know, the Imago theory talks about when we do couples work, it talks about when I set people up in, in the dialogue, I say to them in the beginning, you're going to go over a bridge into your partner's world mm -hmm. and look around. And they're going to do a bridge over to your world and look around because our worlds look completely, completely different. different. And that is the hardest concept for us to get. We really want to look at the world through our eyes. Like mm -hmm. I love to do this with time, right? Like everybody has different. So I am always about 10 minutes late. Like it's genetic. <laughs> right, it's like, me too. my clients start going when I say, Haley's, I'll see you at nine. Haley's is great book, Suzanne. Yes, it, it is, is a great book. Thanks, and Haley. we need to clear this up right away, Glenn. Suzanne is not allowed to go do shots of tequila with anyone. <laughs> and that's on my rule. So, right. um, Glenn, I'm not doing a shot of tequila with you. Sorry. <laughs> She's not allowed on Atlantic or any road to go do shots of tequila. Right. We have boundaries in this program. That's, that's so, another one about how you, uh, how you deal with not taking things personally, setting boundaries. Setting but boundaries. go ahead. Well, now I've lost my train of thought. Oh. Um, so, yeah. Over so the bridge. Over the to bridge their into world, their world. Over the bridge into their, their world. world right. for, for the Imago, because it looks so vastly different. And so we're so quick always to think, so lateness is a perfect one. I'm always about 10 minutes late. People have always tried to make it mean something. Oh, it means that you think that you're more important. You're disrespecting You're disrespectful. Right. No, I literally think it's genetic because I am a therapist and my mother is a therapist and our office is two doors apart and we roll in both at <laughs> 9, 10 for our nine o'clock client. And my clients and I joke, I'll say, see you at nine and they go, see you at 915, you know, and we ha smiley face. It just is what it is. I work really hard at it. I don't care what I do. Even right. if I'm headed out the door, then the dog will get sick or something like right. really, right. but people will think, well, I'm always early because right. I care because I respect people because my daddy taught me to do that. So if you're 10 minutes late, it's because you don't care. Right. You're disrespectful and you're, and it's like you're judging it by your standards. That's not how I see it. Right. Clearly, if I saw it that way, I would kill myself to be there because I don't ever want anybody to feel unimportant mm -hmm. to me. So I think we always judging others by what, the way we see the world. Yeah, and I think the other thing that we do when we take things personally is, um, mm -hmm. is our triggers. Yes. I mean, we really need, like I've gotten really good I think over the last year at really taking a look at my triggers yeah. and what is triggering me emotionally. Yeah. And one of those things actually is that um, when people make it seem like I'm not working hard enough, mm -hmm. that triggers me. And I, you know, I've had a really hard time at work over the last, I would say three to five years because I've really 
put my foot down about what I will and will not do and how extra I will stay and what extra things I will do. Right. Um, whereas before, Suzanne was the yes woman at work. Right. Yes, 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 I will do this, I will do that, I will stay late, I will work the extra hour, I will go right. out of town for you. Right. And so all of these things, now I'm taking a step back because they don't right. work in my life anymore. Right. And Which you is know, not personal. Which is not personal. It's not against know? them. No. It's, not, it's just taking but, care of you. But, you know, the snide comments that you hear when mm -hmm. you do when you make those decisions, mm -hmm. you know, it, it really triggers me. Right. And so I had to get to a point where I said, this is about them, not about me. Right. And I know what's right for me. Right. And I'm setting my boundaries. And I'm just not going to take it personally. Right. You know, if right. they have a snide comment. Oh, well, I see you. You know, you're leaving early today. Yeah. You know? Another vacation? <laughs> right, right. Another vacation? That's yeah. another snide comment that I get a lot. Right. But yeah, I mean, I think you have to really set boundaries. And then when you do hear those comments, that's what you can't take personally. Because you know you're doing what's right for you. Well, and I think that it's almost like wearing a bullseye. Whatever yeah. your wound is, is a bullseye. Yeah. So whenever somebody sends a message that you can filter through, I'm not enough, mm -hmm. it's gonna go right in that slot. Yeah. And so that's a great awareness to be able to pause and say, just because I don't feel enough doesn't mean they're saying I'm not enough. They're saying, well, hey, what time did you leave work today? And I heard it as, oh, you never work. What right. time did you leave? <laughs> right. Because that's my wound. The filter. That's my right. filter. Right. So with, with couples, and I think this will work with anyone, with your children, mm -hmm. with us, is if you feel the punch mm -hmm. of somebody saying something, you can say back to them, am I hearing you accurately that you're saying I don't work enough? And then they have the option then to say, Oh, no, 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 no. I just didn't know when I got here at three, you were gone. I didn't know if you had a doctor's appointment or what was going on for you. Right. Now, now you know what they're really asking. It's also beautiful because if they are giving you a passive aggressive swipe, right. then you're holding <laughs> them accountable right, for it. Right. Right. I love that. Right. So am I hearing you accurately that you're saying this and, and say what your, what your button, what you yeah. what you heard, mm -hmm. which is different than what they said. Oh, that's brilliant. Right. Yeah. And then the flip side of that in couples is, which is not as vindictive, mm -hmm. the, the positive side of that is in a coupleship, you would say, um, how are you hearing me right now when you see your partner get defensive? So mm -hmm. if I say something like, this is this is a true story. My husband and I have had this where I say, I really am going to need your help tomorrow with the house. Mm -hmm. That's it, right? right. And, and he'll hear, because you don't do crap, crap around here. Right, you need to get some more right. work done around this place. Right, and he'll, <laughs> his response will be like, yeah, I got it. And I'm like, what just happened? Right. So I will say, what did you just hear me say? Right. Well, I heard you say that I don't. I, I never help you. Oh, that makes so much sense. Why you're defensive? Right. You help me all the time. I just wanted you to know I'm so overwhelmed about the party this weekend that I'm gonna need extra help tomorrow. Right. This That's, isn't about you not doing enough. Yeah. Oh, you think I do enough? No, you do tons. I just need extra help. Right. Oh. Oh. Okay. I'm sorry about that. So, how? What is it you're hearing me say? Mm -hmm. To ask somebody who's defensive. You know, that's brilliant because for me, a lot of times what I do is I shut down. Yes. So I completely shut down when yes. someone triggers me or, and I'm like, okay, not going to say anything else. And I'm just going to, mm -hmm. you know, go into silent mode. Yeah. Go into my turtle shell. Yeah. And so that is really brilliant. Mm -hmm. If you can, if you can remember to, to really say, pause, pause mm -hmm. and say, is this what I, you know, am what I did you, you hear? Accurately? Yeah, am I hearing you accurately? Yeah. Or did you mean to say that I, right. I'm a lazy piece of crap and I don't do anything around right. here? Because that's what I heard. Right. You know? Yeah. And it also gives them insight into like, wow, now I know with my husband, 
I, he has a thing around not doing enough or not being, so now I know when I say, honey, thank you so much for all you've been doing, but I am gonna need like extra, extra help tomorrow because mm -hmm. I'm really freaking out. That's all about me, now he's not triggered. Yeah. So I can say it a little differently. So we're really educating each other when we start doing this. Right. Yeah, I love that. What about with, um, with like social media? That's a whole I hate video. social media. Can I tell you? <laughs> How not morning, to take things personally on social media. It, it's awful. <laughs> this morning I wrote to Suzanne, hey, I'm up, I'm on my way, I'll be there at 9.30. And she put, okay, with an exclamation point, to which I heard is, okay. <laughs> really? Right. And, I thought the exclamation point meant I was excited. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I literally went like this. I went... I don't know what it means, but it doesn't mean what I'm putting on it for sure because really? you're not that person, but that's how it looked to me. And, and people do it all the time. And I always interpret it as like, okay, I'm in the middle of something. Okay. Really? I got it. Right. And, and, and that's just how my brain processes it. And I know in the moment when I'm feeling that way, I go, but that's not, not what, what it means. Mean. But that's I'm how it so lands. Or K, if you put K, you're, you're basically you're like, like, I feel like you're like, Neh. <laughs> Like, I don't care I should, about okay, I you. should have put a winky face. I'm right. sorry. But here's the thing. It's not personal. So, right. so with social media, never take it personally. Right. Never. Because it well, just, just doesn't so, translate. It's so right. Texting, social media, anything written, I Does feel, doesn't translate. Because that's fascinating. I'm so excited I brought it up that, that yeah. okay with the explanation point to you means like, yay! Because <laughs> to me, it's, it's like, like, I'm excited. Back off. Got it. <laughs> right. You don't have to keep okay, texting me. Exactly. <laughs> right. Isn't that fascinating? That is crazy. And I always hear this that whenever anybody, because you do that a lot where you put yeah. okay explanation point and it's like, I need to stop bothering her. Isn't that crazy? Oh and I know that that's gosh. not the truth. Like I don't react yeah. to it. I just, I just observe myself going, you yeah. stop it. She doesn't, right. she's not like that. But that's how it translates Late in my you. brain. Because to me, when I use an exclamation point, I either have something like, I'm so excited for you, obvious. Right. Or, got it. Okay, B. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like something that's dramatic to me that will dramatize the words before it. Crazy. Is how my brain works. So. Well, I mean, isn't that interesting that yeah. I think, and you say you, you take a step back, and I think that's another really good tool, yeah. is to really look at taking a step back and saying to yourself, yep. is this person actually... What's their intention? What's their intention? Who, who are they? Who, who are, are they? they? Are they intentionally and, hurtful because you're not? Right. So I'm never going to read a text from you. And now if that was my ex, I would be like, <laughs> but you know, like, sorry, but you know, like your intentions are always pure. And so mm -hmm. I never let myself spin because I know you're always coming from a wonderful place. So that's another tool. I heard it in church one day. I thought it was the coolest thing. Don't ever judge anybody by what they say. Judge them by their intention behind what they're saying. Right. Because think about it, as parents, I say a lot of stuff as a parent, but my intention is I just want to keep you safe. Right. I'm so worried about you. I love you so much. I don't want anything to happen to you. But my message might be like, stop driving 80 miles an hour. I said to my son the other day, what's wrong with you? Why, why would you go 80 miles an hour? But my intention is, oh my God, you're my everything. If yeah. something happens to you in that car, I will die. Yeah. That's my intention. So judging people's intention, knowing who they are, right. and not judging their absolute behavior or words. Right. And taking a, a step back before you react. Because you can make a situation 10 times. Yeah, Love well, I know. Pop. She's just too. like, she's so needy this morning. Um, 
So um, taking a step back and really, because you can make a situation 10 times worse by instantly reacting to a situation that wasn't meant to be. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, are you kidding? Like, this is, divorces are made over this. Right. You know, I mean, I see this in my office where people come in, well, you said this, well, you said this, and it's like, once we get to the bottom of it, the other person didn't mean that at At all. And they, like, they're so devastated that they got jumped on because their intention was so good. Right. And the other person's, like, freaking out. Mm. It's just fascinating, this dance. So, back again to always saying, did you mean to say that? Is that what you meant for me? Because this happens all day long oh, and like, twice on Sunday with yeah. couples. And there be by, by the end of a Memorial Day weekend, they'll be filing for divorce. <laughs> right. Like, if you say that to me one more time with that tone, you know, yeah. it gets vicious. Yeah. So, really, it's all about communication and not just assuming. Yeah. Not assuming. And, tr- and try, try, try not to take things so personally. Because nine times out of ten, it's not about you. And the one time out of 10 that it is about you, here's a nice little tidbit that that Suzanne alluded to that I want to just flesh out. Mm. When you take care of yourself, people get mad. People don't always do well when you set boundaries. Mm -hmm. People don't always do well, those of us that are reading about codependency and saying, hey, no, no, and no, I'm not Mm -hmm. doing that anymore. When you start setting boundaries, people are going to be mad because Mm -hmm. you were always the girl that used to do whatever. That said yes. That said yes. Mm -hmm. So people are going to react. And you know what? That's okay. okay. It's okay. They have a right to their feelings. So that's my other favorite tool is like when somebody does react right. and it is personal mm-hmm. and they are mad at me, they have a right to their feelings. Right. They have a right to be disappointed that I'm not going to drive 50 miles for them like right. I used to. They have a right to feel whatever they feel. Mm-hmm. They, you're entitled to your feelings. My answer is still no. Right. And I, I hate that you're upset with me, but you have a right. Right. And the really the way to know whether or not that's something you should be doing is you're doing it because you just want to do it, not because you expect something in return mm-hmm. or want someone to do something for you. It's like, not a manipulation. Right. You're not trying to do get something Do it from a place out. of just, you this know, for instance, like the other day, you know, my boyfriend had to take his kids down to, to meet his ex and he was trying to get some stuff done at work and... You know, I'd had a full day at work, but I offered to take them down to Fort Lauderdale. And I said, you know, I'd love to take them down to Fort Lauderdale. And he's like, no, you don't have to do that. I'm like, no, I'll absolutely do it. And I did not hesitate. It didn't bother me. It was raining and there was traffic. But I was like, you know what? I just... I just, I had nothing else going on in the afternoon and it didn't, it was a gift gift, and I didn't expect anything in return. So I think, you know, whereas before sometimes I would do stuff like that and then I would get like so resentful because I'm stuck in traffic in the rain, you know, but it wasn't coming from that place. Like I was coming from a place of just, I just have a free afternoon and what else am I going to do but drive before Lauderdale? (laughs) It's a gift. Right. And so asking yourself the question, if you're trying, if you're on the fence, as Suzanne's saying, ask yourself the question, am I... First of all, do I need accolades for this, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of times when we do stuff, we're doing it to get accolades. Yeah. So ask, get honest with yourself and ask yourself, like, if I give this great gift to Suzanne and she just goes, oh, thanks, yeah. am I going to be mad? Like, right. do I need her to write me a you know, 10-page text next week, like, you're the best and it's so great, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So, And then are you going to be resentful, mm-hmm. you know, after the fact? So check in with yourself on that. And like mm-hmm. you said, if it's your truth and you're like, nope, this is a gift. I am happy to give it. I don't need an accolade. I'm not going to resent it. It's right. totally a gift. Then move forward. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, well, so don't <gasps> take things personally, don't make assumptions and communicate. Those are our three big things today. And really, really honor um, our, veterans, our veterans, especially those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice yes. for our country. Um, so, and it's if you live here in South Florida, you know we really aren't barbecuing and going to the beach this weekend because <laughs> we have a tropical system in the Gulf <laughs> that's causing problems for that. But I think it's almost maybe only one day that it hasn't rained since my dad passed away. Yeah. I'm like, all oh, right, Dad, I gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's been a sad it's, this weather weeks. is making everyone crazy. Crazy. Stress. So hopefully the sun will come out soon, yes. and if not, everyone should just go get a puppy like Sophie because clearly this is yes. like pure love right here. Yes. <laughs> And we and listen, I want to apologize for calling her needy. Needy is not a dirty word. No. We're just it's just descriptive. So it's okay to be needy. And it this is, is okay. what you should get when you're needy. You should be petted and loved. And if there's loved. anybody out there, men, who are missing this <laughs> when you're being needy, this is what you need. Not like you're being needy or not drama. Right. You don't name call, you just go like this. Oh, oh and you just love them. Because yes. that's what they need right now. Yes. Sweet yes. baby. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, Thanks, have a guys. great day. Thank you for watching. Yay. And thank you for being so honest and open. And I'm thank sorry you. about your dad. Thank you. So, <laughs> Sophie. <laughs> Sophie's like, I'm sorry, too. <laughs> have right. a great day, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.